This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. How then shall we lifestyle? How many were here last week or tuned in last week? How then shall we lifestyle? And it was all about how are we as Christians supposed to live today. And many of you, if you tuned in last week, you know that he taught from Mark chapter one about Jesus uh, going away early in the morning uh, to get clear and to spend some time with the father. Uh, His message last week was about the traction of distraction. All right. Anybody admit, have enough courage to admit you've been distracted this week. Come on, come on. y'all. How many, listen, some of y'all been checking your phone every other second. You checked your phone more than you've checked Jesus. Let's have an honest moment right here. Come on, somebody. Anybody just admit that you've been a little distracted? Well, I want you to know last week he talked about the traction of distraction. And one of the keys to a Christian lifestyle is focus. How focused are you on where God is taking you or are you allowing certain distractions to get you off course? May I submit for your consideration, uh, the more focus, the more follow through, the more favor, the more success. Mm, The more distractions, the more detours, the more depression, the more anxiety. Maybe God is just asking you to do the simple thing that Pastor Chad asked you to do last week, which some of y'all didn't even do. He gave you one simple tool for success, which was to go through your phone and anyone that was a distraction, remove them. Better yet, I just want to go ahead and modify it. People that are distractions in your phone, go ahead and label them distraction number one, distraction number two. Come on, distraction number three, distraction number four. So when they call you and text you, somebody says your phone phone is ringing and you say that ain't nothing but a distraction. I'm talking to somebody right now. Because in order to be who God has called us to be and do what he's called us to do, it requires focus. And we really have to start looking at our environment for what is distracting us from being who he has called us to be. Have you taken time this week to say, Lord, what is eating up my time? Listen, I I work in the entertainment, uh, you know, industry. My my side job, now, most people call me a bootleg preacher, all right? So that's okay. I don't mind. I'll take it. Amen. I'm serving God however I can serve him. My day job is I'm a producer, right? So I, I make entertainment. So I understand the value of entertainment, and I understand the necessity of it. However, If we are spending more time with entertainment, if we're spending more time Netflix and chilling, come on somebody, and we aren't even in our word and trying to figure out what God is doing, it's no wonder that we aren't living at the level that he wants us to live because we're spending our time with something that never gives us a return. Ah. Ah, I got to get into my word. I got to get, but see, here's what happens. Here's what happens. We allow these distractions to get so good that we justify being distracted. Oh, no, I'm, I'm tired. I need this escape. Okay, okay, cool. Monday, cool. You got your escape. What about Tuesday? I know you're supposed to get up. I know you're supposed to plan. Oh, but you know what? Last night, the bachelor got good. I stayed up. They had a three-hour special. I watched the whole thing. Y'all, don't play with me. It's so easy to get distracted. It is so important if we are to do what God has called us to do and become who he's called us to be, that we have to stay focused. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to stay focused. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I've got to stay focused. (laughs) 
<laughs> Y'all saying a whole lot I didn't ask you to say. Okay, so he also talked about the divine order being belonging, believing, and behaving, right? So the, the idea is that we belong to God. We're all sons and daughters of God. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand praise. The fact that we are his son and daughter. Amen. Amen. So if we know that we belong, then we believe. We believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We believe that through God we can do all things, right? And that affects our behavior. Right believing equals right behaving. May I submit for your consideration that everything in the way you behave reflects what you believe, good or bad. I'm going to pause right there. Every area of yours and my behavior is reflecting what I'm believing, good or bad. If there are some areas where my behavior is not good, it's because it's tethered to a belief that's not good. So, so sometimes, instead of believing that we are worthy of God's best, we have a belief that we actually are not. So then why do sometimes, I'm just talking to somebody, I'm not talking to everybody, why do, uh, in a dating situation, do you date down? Mm, I, yeah, see, I, I came to tell y'all the truth. I came to give you the truth. I ain't going to lie to you because I love you too much. Because there's something in your belief system that says you're not worthy to date up. See, if you came to this service, it's because God is trying to change your belief system so that your behavior system aligns with the very best beliefs. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, as David has told us through the Psalms. Come on, somebody. You are worthy of God's best. Stop dating down. If they can't step up to you, don't step down to them. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but if you want to look at your behavior, you have to look at your first, your belief system. So I said, Pastor Chad, I said, man, you've already preached this message. What do you, I, I don't know how else to add, but then God gave me a part two to how then shall we lifestyle. And if I had to give a title to it, and it's very hard to, I would say it's for the kingdom, not the culture. For the kingdom, not the culture. I got to say it one more time for this side over here. For the kingdom, not the culture. We got so much in the vernacular right now for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. But then I have to ask the question, whose culture? And who dictates the rules of the culture? I'm talking to somebody right now because so often a, a lifestyle is a way of life that sometimes we allow a culture to dictate even if the culture is against the kingdom. Mm. Are we trying to fit more into the culture or are we trying to fit more into the kingdom? Jesus, his first sermon was the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness, and everything you worry about will be added unto you. So often when we think of the Christian lifestyle, we begin to wonder, what is it? Anybody had some questions lately? Like, okay, you know, because we look at what's going on in the news and we look at what's going on in the world and this idea of, well, what does it mean to be a Christian? And that was the question that was the seed that birthed this series. What does it mean to be a Christian? Now, sometimes, you know, especially if you're, you know, this millennial generation growing up, uh, being a Christian means I wear skinny jeans to church. <laughs> Y'all don't laugh. You know what I'm talking about. Right? That's like, hey, if I don't have the right genes, then I can't go to church. Huh? 
may I submit for your consideration, if you ain't got no skinny jeans and you got some other jeans, it could be wrangled, it don't matter. As long as you get yourself to here, Jesus is going to bless you, all right? No, even more so than somebody that's trying to fit in for the culture but not the kingdom. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. What is a Christian lifestyle? Here's what lifestyle means. Lifestyle means a typical way of life. A Christian lifestyle is a typical way of life for followers of Christ. What's so interesting when we follow Christ, so often we think about Christians today. One of the main things that comes up, which I believe is not a part of the Christian lifestyle, but is too often associated with the Christian lifestyle, is judgment. I'm talking to somebody. Anybody been judged before? Anybody had somebody say something about you that was not true? Some of you have had a lot of church hurt, and that's one of the reasons why you're here, because a Zoe is not like that. Amen? Amen. This is a loving community, all right? It's a powerful community. It's a community of faith and a community of acceptance, modeling what it means to be a Christian. But one of the things that a Christian is not should be judgmental. Jesus says in the same Sermon on the Mount, judge not lest ye be judged. And I'll be honest with you. Growing up in the church, I've been in the church pretty much my entire life. And I can tell you that the church has been more judgmental of me than the world. Why? Because we're talking about the war between the kingdom and the culture. The culture said to me, do not go to Hollywood. You cannot make it. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. It's the devil's playground. The culture says fit in and be a good Christian. Be comfortable with where you are. But the Bible says, the kingdom says, how can you shine light in light? How can you put a light under a bushel? You have to put it on a hill. You, you got to go to a dark place for lights to illuminate. Why are these lights working? Because we're in a dark place. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but why is the church so afraid to go into the world? This is why we got to do it for the kingdom. I can't worry about the culture. If I worried about the culture, I wouldn't be here right now. Now, here's what's so interesting. We got to get down on the inside. What's our intent? I'm not saying that it's wrong to want to fit in and have acceptance. But if that acceptance comes at the expense of obedience, it's not worth it. Oh, I got to talk to somebody right now. I'm going to talk to this side right here. If that acceptance comes at the expense of obedience, it's not worth it. Because so often we want the acceptance of the person we see at the expense of the one we may not see. Am I saying too much? Can I, go, can I go deeper? We have to, I want you to do an inventory this week with your behavior. Are you doing it for the kingdom or is this for the culture? Just ask the question. Before you get ready to send that text, before you get ready to make that post, before you get ready to, to return that phone call, is this for the kingdom or for the culture? Am I posting this because it's a good look or it's actually what's in my heart? Social media has done a damage to the body of Christ because we have Christians that are supposed to walk in the power of God and trying to sand that down for someone to like a picture. May I submit for your consideration, I'm not anti-social media, but you got to manage social media instead of social media managing you. Because see, here's, here's what happens. Um, someone will have taken 10 pictures to post one. And then you look at their picture and say, God, why aren't you doing in my life what you're doing in their life, talking about the culture. And then God says, do you realize that what they're presenting ain't even real? 
Do you understand what I'm getting ready to do in your life is going to supersede a post? It's going to be so big, you ain't going to be able to post about it. Don't you know I'm God? I'm not the God of Instagram or, or Twitter or Facebook. I'm God. And why are you subjecting me to somebody's irrelevant post that you're going to forget about the 10 seconds after it's posted? But here we are judging God based upon what we see him do or what we think he's doing in other people's lives. I'm talking about the kingdom. Only what is done for Christ will last. That's what the word of God says. And here we are chasing accolades. Don't get me wrong. I have found myself chasing box office and chasing promotion and chasing the world. But let me tell you something. Every time I've chased the world and I have not chased him and I got what I wanted, it was empty. What difference does it make to have a hit movie but you lost your soul? Who am I talking to right now? It's for the kingdom. Ah. Because there's some things in the kingdom that, that you'll be reward, rewarded for. The, you know, the, the culture will say, don't do that. Literally, like, yo, I use social media. Um, and one of the things I do every week is I pray. I pray for people. And some people say, Devon, said, man, Devon, man, listen, you know, you really don't want to be on social media praying for people. You, you don't want to look like you're just a faith guy. I said, oh, really? Oh, God bless your heart. You must not know me. I'm not worried about the culture because the culture says that's crazy, but the kingdom says that's good. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but to follow Christ, we got to have our intention right. In Luke 9, 23, Jesus says that if you want to follow me, you must, you must take up your cross every day. You must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me daily. What does that mean? It means we have to recommit ourselves to him every day and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And the cross represents pain. The cross is literally the figure of pain, which we, are, we deserve to die on because of our sin. But because of his mercy, we have grace. Right? So every day I take my pain and I say, God, even though I'm in pain over this, I want to follow you. But how do you follow him if you can't hear where he wants you to go? Anybody had some struggle there? Come on, let's have some honest moments, please. Please, even if you're live streaming, you can raise your hand. All right, the spirit can see you. We can't, but the spirit can, amen. Let me see that again. How many of you have had some trouble discerning or deciphering God's will? Okay, great. God said, I have an answer. He took me to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And he took me to the words of the apostle Paul. And here's what the apostle Paul said in terms of being able to hear from God. He said, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Hmm. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't just fit into the culture around you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Once your mind is renewed, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I want to break this down. One of the challenges we have is this issue of conforming. Because the culture can be so strong that we find ourselves conforming to whatever culture we may be in. For some, it may be the church culture. For some, it may be the hip-hop culture. For some, it may be whatever the culture is that you were raised in. And, and the question here is, are we conforming at the expense of transforming? Hmm. 
So what does is, what is confirmation look like, right? Because this is where the pressure is, to conform or not to conform, to be an individual or not to be an individual. Again, I share with you my story. You know, if I had conformed to my church culture growing up, I wouldn't be here right now because they didn't have the vision for what God could do through me. Some, if someone is limited in their vision for themselves, they can't have a big vision for you. If someone is not happy in their life, they can't encourage you. Am I right? That's why sometimes people discourage you. It's a reflection of where they are, not where you're going. Stop allowing someone else to discourage you in something God is trying to encourage you in. Amen? Conforming. Conforming means fitting in without even thinking about it. Now, listen, I'm going to have an honest moment. I'm, I, you know, uh, uh, you know, I want to be considered cool and hip, right? That's part of the culture today. So I found myself in a, in a weak moment saying, you know, I heard that, you know, you can't really be cool uh, unless you have some Yeezys, right? You know what I mean? Like, you can't be cool unless you have some Yeezys. So I went and, and bought some Yeezys, okay? Right now, now listen, y'all, y'all got to pray for me. I paid uh, $400 for these shoes, and I thought I was getting a good deal. All right. Because, again, we're talking about the culture, right? I want to be cool. I want to be hip. So I, you know what, I'll, I'll save up my money and I'll buy, buy these shoes because I want people to know, hey, I'm down with the culture. Ain't no scripture that says you got to have a Yeezy to have the power of God. I'm, no, 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 I'm serious. But think about how much time and money and energy we put into making sure the culture likes us. And what if we were put that same time and energy and money into making sure that the kingdom has validated us? I don't know who I'm talking to right now. So here's what happened. I, I started wearing these Yeezys and, and two things happened. One... I wear a size 14 shoe. They didn't make Yeezys for size, you know, five, size 14, and I'm only six feet. I should be a lot taller. Maybe if I was taller, they wouldn't look like, I, when I put them on, I look like Bozo the Clown. You know, I'm like, man, hey, man, you got some Yeezys? Yeah, I do, right? Everybody can see me coming. <laughs> Here's the other thing. My foot is flat, and the Yeezys are flat. So flat plus flat don't equal comfort. So I was wearing these things, you know, trying to be cool, but man, hurting my back because I didn't have the support that I needed. Again, if you have a curved foot and you got a flat Yeezy, you're going to be fine, all right? Clearly, it's a billion-dollar brand, all right? This is my experience with it, all right? But here's the thing. I'm paying all this money wearing these shoes that look too big on my feet and that are not comfortable just to fit into the culture. And then I got to the point where I said, you know what? Maybe I'm trying to fit in at the expense of what works for me. Maybe others can do it, but that's just not what I'm supposed to do. Does that mean I'm less cool, less hip, less connected? And if I'm judging my connection by my shoes, I got a big problem. I got to talk to somebody right now. It ain't about what's on your shoes. It's about have you been on your knees? Have you been interceding? Have you been praying? Have you been seeking power from the kingdom? So, you know, I said, listen, I got to put the Yeezys down, right? And guess what I did? You know what shoes these are? The Bible says put on the full armor of God, all right? These are some Under Armour shoes, all right? Hundred bucks, ain't nothing cool about Under Armour, but I'm gonna preach the gospel to them anyway. Why? Because they're comfortable and they work with where God has me. I ain't worried about what you think about me. I already know what God has said about me. So I'm gonna wear my Under Armors and I'm gonna treat them like they Balenciaga, the ones with the socks. I'm gonna do my thing. Why? Because I'm comfortable. You gotta have courage to be who God called you to be, not who the culture is trying to demand for you to be. Ah, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. Ah, we live in this culture. This cancel culture. Everybody wants to cancel somebody. You said the wrong thing. You did the wrong thing. Cancel. But in the kingdom, the kingdom doesn't say cancel. The kingdom says redeemed. 
let us not get to the point where we are canceling others that God is trying to save. If you don't have something positive to say about somebody, don't say nothing. Pray for them. Resist the temptation to cancel people that God has already validated. You don't know their future and stop judging people by their past. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Do you know how many times we would be canceled if, if the culture dictated our future? Shaming. People want to shame other people for not being where they should be and looking the way they should look. We've got to resist the temptation even as, as Christians of being critical of each other. I'm telling you, as Christians, we should be the most loving, the most forgiving, the most accepting. Oh, you know what? Hey, you know what? You messed up with that. Okay, you know what? We're going to pray for your redemption. Instead of just kicking you out and putting you down, hey, you know what? I struggled in that area too. Let me show you how I got through it. We got to resist the temptation to cancel, to shame, and to judge. So the Bible says, uh, uh, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do I follow him if I cannot hear him? Paul says that if my mind is renewed, then I will have the ability to hear his will. What has been blocking your mind lately? What have you allowed into your mind that is working against what God is trying to do? How many have evidence that God has blessed you in your life before? How many have evidence? No, no. How many got a lot of evidence that you've seen God's hand, his favor in your life, all right? You've seen it. Okay, the same people that raised your hand, how, how, many, how often this week have you been frustrated over something? <laughs> right? Okay, why are we frustrated? Because frustration reveals a lack of faith. If I had faith in the area of my frustration, there would be no frustration. Why? Because faith, this is what the word says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? So, so if I have evidence of what I don't see, that should empower my faith, not break it down. You catch that? So one of the reasons why our mind is not renewed because we're allowing frustration to take a deep root in our spirit. God, why haven't you done it yet? God, when are you going to do it? Now, listen, I'm not talking about anything I, 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 I'm, that sounds good. I live this. Don't, don't, don't mistake the, the physical position of this pulpit and this stage with where you are. No, no, we in this together. Do you know when I realize I, my mind needs to be renewed the most is when I'm the most frustrated. Let me tell you all something. This last week, I was frustrated because I said, God, I, certain things were supposed to have happened in my life. Did you not get my memo? Did you not understand the time that certain things are supposed to manifest in the earth, Lord? And they have not happened? And let me tell you something. I Listen, again, uh, I, I don't preach from a standpoint of having figured it all out. I'm in it with you, okay? So this week, I was frustrated, and I said, God, I don't understand. And then here's what happens. <laughs> when we get frustrated, you ever, been, you ever, you ever mope before? Man, God, oh, man, look, I don't know what. Maybe I'm just not doing, I ain't doing nothing. Right? I can't do nothing, right, God? You ain't, do, right? You ever been there before? Come on, y'all don't leave me hanging. Anybody ever been there before? Well, your whole spirit just goes down, right? You're like, Lord, I don't understand what you're doing. Help me, Lord. That's where I was this week because I was frustrated. And then God said, why are you so frustrated over something I have already ordained to happen for you? I want to stop right here for all of you that are frustrated if God has you listening to this message 
It's because he has an intent to do what he promised you in his time. The culture says now. The kingdom says wait. If you're letting the culture dictate your kingdom mindset, we're going to stay in frustration. I want you to know that everything God has promised you, he's going to do it in his time. So why are you so upset about it? If you have evidence that he's blessed you before, why are you doubting that he's about to do it again? If you have the talent and gift, see, if you're here, it's because you have a talent and gift, right? And here's what happens. Sometimes we want to see a major manifestation of our gift. Maybe it's becoming a working actor. Maybe it's becoming a working producer, working director. Maybe it's becoming a teacher, whatever your gift may be, but whatever your desire may be. But your current gifting is not yet aligning with the opportunity. But you still have the gift. Hmm. So one of the things that I do every morning, I put an avocado in my shake. And every morning I have to pull out the seed. Hmm. Is the seed the tree? Yes. All you got to do is plant it. Is the avocado seed questioning what it's going to be? If it has the right environment, has the right mindset, the right nurturing? No, it's going to grow into what it's supposed to be. Your gift and your talent is the seed. And the tree of your destiny is in you. So why are you so frustrated? All you got to do is have the right mindset. Keep renewing your mind. Keep allowing your behavior to line up with your belief. And before time, you're going to see something manifest that you're currently frustrated about. Who am I talking to right now? If the seed is in you, you are it. And it is you. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. One of the other areas of our mind where we begin to get frustrated is doubt. Oh, I don't know. I don't see it. I'm not sure. Oh, God, maybe I got it wrong. Why do you doubt? The disciples were with Jesus. They were on the boat. The storm hit. Jesus is sleeping. And, and they're like, do you care if we perish, Master? And he goes to them and he, and he says, when? Stop. And then he says, why are y'all so afraid? I ask you the same question. Why are you so afraid? He says that if he is for you, no one can be against you. This also includes your own mind. If he is for you, you got to put your mind on notice. Stop attacking what God is trying to do. Who am I talking to right now? You got to put your mind on uh -uh, because here's the thing. Just because we have thoughts doesn't mean we have to accept them because sometimes some crazy thoughts fly through our mind. You got to say, uh, uh, that ain't my thought. That ain't my thought. I don't know where that thought came from, but that thought going to have to go. I'm not going to take ownership over every thought because there's some thoughts that are trying to take me away from God, not to God. There's some thoughts that are trying to take me away from destiny, not to destiny. There are some thoughts that you ain't going to make it, that you don't have enough, that you are too old. But God is saying, have you understood the words that are coming out of my mouth? If you're blessed, there's nothing you can do about it. I'm not on no timetable and you shouldn't be either. Who am I talking to right now? You don't have to accept every thought that comes through your mind put your mind on notice I'm in control of you you ain't in control of me you got to renew your mind why because then will we be able to determine his will ha! this is the I'm telling y'all I've had I've gone through so many seasons in life and and let me tell you it's one thing to make a blessing it's another thing to receive it There are things that we can make and do because we want it, but it's another thing to live in his will and receive the blessings that come with being in his will. 
And I can tell you right now, without fear of successful contradiction, the blessings that come from his will come along with the peace that passes all understanding. If your mind is not at peace, may I submit for your consideration that there are deeper levels of his will he wants you to submit to. Because I believe the byproduct of walking in his will, oh, it's like, you know, I feel, I feel good. Why am I stressed? I'm not stressed. I'm doing his will. It's all going to work out. I feel good. Oh, that's not going to work out. What am I going to do? I got to go call this person. I got to send this text. I got to do God says, uh-uh. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. If you've done all I've asked you to do, you don't need to do anything else. Stop calling that person. Maybe I'm not going to use that person to bless you. Don't worry about they didn't call you back. Don't worry about that they promised something they didn't do. Don't worry about it. I'm God. I keep my promises. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you got to get in the revelation of what he wants you to do. Because once you and I keep our mind renewed, refreshed daily, Lord, I submit my thoughts to you. Lord, uh-uh, Lord, uh-uh, today I start my day. You want to go to the next level in your life? Here's how you start your day. Get up early. Amen. Hallelujah. Get up early. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back live streaming. Get up early. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to get up early. Mark 1, the text from Pastor Chad's sermon last week, Jesus got up early. Here's what you do when you get up early. You pray. You meditate. You ask God, okay, God, what do you want me to know today? Right? You and Jesus have a business meeting, okay? You get in your word. You study your word. Don't just rely on what happens in Zoe spiritually, right? Get a blessing here, but go home and study, all right? Study to show yourself approved. And here's the other thing. Start affirming what's going to happen. Lord, I affirm that this is going to happen. I affirm that you're doing this. And then let him give you confirmation that it's going to happen. And then after you do that, then you can get up and say, I've got my right mind. It's better to put on the right mind and some crazy clothes than to put on the right clothes and got a crazy mind. Who am I talking to right now? <laughs> hey, come on. Anybody ever been in a situation where your phone was without Wi-Fi or, or cell service for a little while? And once you got into Wi-Fi in a Wi-Fi area or your service came back on, all these messages came into your phone? God has all these messages that are backed up for you. They're waiting to hit your inbox. <laughs> all he wants you to do is renew your mind today. All he wants you to do is recommit your life today. All he wants you to do is to be transformed and changed today. And as you commit to that transformation, as you commit to renewing yourself and your mind, all of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. You're going to start to hear from God and you're going to be like, what? I didn't know I was waiting on this. God says, yes, I've been trying to tell you for so long. The thing you've been praying about, I've already done it. And I'm trying to bring you confirmation, but your mind ain't been right. 